Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ljudcirklar från Malmö Live konserthus. Hello, this is Nathan Larson and we are continuing our conversation about minimal music or minimalism. And today we will tackle the subgenre described as ambient music. Here we are listening to Brian Eno's Thursday Afternoon. Brian Eno certainly came up with the term ambient music, although he himself qualified this by saying others were making similar stuff He just gave it a name. So we'll be circling back to Eno as he is one of the most important, if not the most important artist, the midwife of this genre, if you will. But first, a little history. So again, bear with me. I'm going to give you a lot of context. So you know what that means. It's going to be a lot of white dudes. I'd love to jump to what's happening right now today. But first, some background. So get comfortable, put on your cozy pants, because we're going to have some mellow fun exploring ambient music. To understand where this genre came from, it's important we do a little traveling. We will be visiting Japan, we will be visiting Jamaica, we will be visiting the UK, and first, we will be visiting France.
In the late 1800s, Eric Satie composed his Gymnopédie series, perhaps one of the more recognizable piano compositions in history. Years later, in 1917, Satie would use the term furniture music to describe music that is intended to be in the background. So, for instance, music that is composed to not disturb, for instance, at a dinner party. To quote Satie, he sought to create a music which will be part of the noises of the environment and will take them into consideration. It's important to bear in mind that Satie was associated with the Dadaist movement in France, and their whole mission was taking the piss out of convention and polite society. So as easy on the ear as this piece sounds, at the time, it was critically panned. People hated it. It represented something very threatening. It was an insult to the keepers of tradition. Across town in Paris, a year later, a 28-year-old named Claude Debussy composed Claire de Lune. With its unconventional harmonies for the time and its refusal to fall in line, Claire de Lune is also recognized as a pivotal piece in the development of ambient music. be an American named John Cage in 1948 who really cut the cord and let the structure loose this is his inner landscape to quote Cage music's purpose was to sober and quiet the mind thus rendering it susceptible to divine influences. John was absorbed in Eastern thought and traditions, and his innovation of composition by chance was soon to come. This presaged Brian Eno's thinking and philosophy 25 years later. This particular piece comes with the instruction to hold the sustain pedal down for the entire piece, save the last two measures. Again, there's that sense of play, the idea of the trickster, while still maintaining an eye for beauty. Cage was soon to compose his infamous silent four minutes and 33 seconds. Oh, I was moved. 
London, England. Jumping forward in time a bit to 1972. This is Roxy Music's 2HB. Behind his signature EMS Synthie A suitcase synthesizer was a young man named Brian Eno. Brian was not long for this band and soon quit to pursue a solo career. Rather than go over all the details of Brian's solo work, I'm going to begin with his landmark record, Discreet Music, from 1975. Now to hear Brian tell it, this record was a mistake. He set up a series of tape players recording each other on an endless loop to create a piece over which Robert Fripp was meant to play. Now we'll recall Satie's definition of furniture music, music not intended to be in the foreground, music not intended to disturb, music to create an atmosphere. To quote Mr. Eno himself, and we've quoted this one before, this music is a drift away from narrative and towards landscape, from a performed event to a sonic space. So we can reflect on the shared intentionality in Cage's piece, in Satie's piece, and now here in the work of Eno, even the language, the vocabulary is similar. Landscape. From 1978, this is perhaps the best-known ambient work, and perhaps the first intentional ambient work. Music for Airports 1 slash 1. For all my nerds out there, you know who you are. That is Robert Wyatt playing the piano. And what do we say about minimalism? Small units, segments, repeated. These genres are fluid, they overlap. The story goes... And it may be apocryphal, but uh, Brian Eno was recovering from surgery and he was in his hospital bed listening to some harp music that had been brought to him. The volume was very low, but he was too exhausted to get up and adjust it. So he just lay there and allowed the harp music to incorporate itself with the sounds around him. And in this way, he began listening differently. So the very idea of music as wallpaper is problematic to say the least. And I think it's worth looking at the liner notes from this record, 1978. 
Eno says the concept of music design specifically as a background feature in the environment was pioneered by Muzak, incorporated in the 50s, and has since come to be known generically by the term Muzak. The connotations that this term carries are those associated with the kind of material that Muzak Incorporated produces, familiar tunes arranged and orchestrated in a lightweight and derivative manner. Understandably, this has led most discerning listeners and most composers to dismiss entirely the concept of environmental music as an idea worthy of attention. So right out of the gate, the problem is identified. This is throwaway music, serves no purpose. It's a function of capitalism. You hear it in elevators. To continue with these liner notes, because they're so insightful, whereas conventional background music is produced by stripping away all sense of doubt and uncertainty, and thus all genuine interest from the music, ambient music retains these qualities. And whereas the intention of elevator music is to, quote, brighten the environment by adding stimulus to it, thus supposedly alleviating the tedium of routine tasks, ambient music is intended to induce calm and a space to think, and to think independently, I might add, And I would just take this opportunity to suggest that everyone read Brian Eno's writings because he is a tremendous writer. And for that matter, I would suggest David Toop's Oceans of Sound. This is all in the liner notes for the show. So let's talk about components of ambient music. Again, it shares much with drone in the sense that it is based on long and sustained tones. I think it tends to be more melodic, which is one of the distinctions. It is reliant on artificial reverbs and delays. This is studio trickery to make you feel as if you are in a large space, sometimes impossibly large, artificial space, which in the early days of recording was not achievable. Like this. Now, when it comes to such studio tricks, nobody was using it in a more free manner than the pioneers of dub music in Jamaica. We scratch Perry. King Tubby. This is Ja Ja Dub recorded about the same time as music for airports. 
essentially this genre takes a standard reggae song and flips it on its head deconstructs it and there's no sense of the reverb and the delay being used tastefully or sparingly when it's used it is used and they turn it to 11 and you're left with long stretches of music where you're only hearing the bass line for instance and only hearing the drums given the impact that reggae rocksteady ska had on punk rock in the UK, the specials, the slits, the clash. So too did dub music have on post-punk, which is essentially a deconstruction of what had come before. This is Public Image from their second edition LP. So that's one alleyway we could explore. But instead, I take you to Japan. This is the brilliant composer Midori Takada with her Through the Looking Glass. Now, I imagine to the Japanese who already had a tradition of incorporating environmental sounds into their compositions ambient came along and they were like oh we got this this we understand from Ryuchi Sakamoto to the Yellow Music Orchestra to Hiroshi Yoshimura to composers like Satoshi Ashikawa This is his legendary Still Way. From 1982 in the second installment of his Wave Notation series. Midori Takada, whom we heard earlier, has been credited with the percussion on this piece. Her lovely vibraphone playing in conversation with the harp. Ashikawa wrote about how daily life in Japan was inundated with sound. And this album exercises his ethos of employing sound to psychologically aid listeners in gaining individualistic control over their hearing. In other words, allowing the listener agency over their own sound environment. In an overpowering, hyper-modern world. This was 1982, but sounds like a familiar concept.
Remember Debussy's Claire de Lune? What we're listening to here is the composer Isao Tomita's interpretation of that Debussy piece. And mind you, this is from 1974, predating Eno in this space. Of the synthesizer, Eno once said it was the perfect instrument in the sense that it did not carry the baggage that piano did. No Western romanticism attached to it. It's ahistorical. Now, I don't know if you could say that today, But in the early days of synthesis, it made sense. And as for romanticism, I think this piece is a great example that the synth can get as schmaltzy as anything. And ain't nothing wrong with that. listening to one of my favorite undersung composers, American Lori Spiegel, with her composition, The Expanding Universe. This was recorded in the 70s when Lori was working at Bell Labs as a computer graphics animator and programmer. Now, in 1977, her music was shot into space on the Voyager 1 as part of the Golden Record, an album curated by a committee headed up by Carl Sagan to represent Earth's inhabitants if it should ever be found by extraterrestrials. Presuming the extraterrestrials have a vinyl player handy. Now that, to me is the ultimate mixtape. I don't think you can top that. So, Lori Spiegel, legendary. And I'm happy to report that Voyagers 1 and 2 have broken out of our solar system and are now in interstellar space. Anyway, I don't know if you would consider Lori's music ambient, but but I just wanted to include her somewhere in this program because she is legendary. 
Hey, you there with the cool band. Is your music in interstellar space? Okay. So in a time of infinite yoga nidra, Spotify playlists, in a time when meditation and ancient practices like yoga are used not to free us of the machine, but rather between Zoom calls in an empty conference room, we employ these techniques to become more productive in this neoliberal system within which we are trapped in here with the Instagram influencers here in the Anthropocene the period of late capitalism I'd like to take a moment to remind myself that these ancient practices are still available for their original purpose and I would like to reassert that music is eternal like the human spirit and say that beauty is in the eye of the beholder or the listener and that ambient music and what it has wrought new age music in wellness spaces this is not the original intention of this genre this is a reduction of a beautiful idea something we are seeing so much of in our current environment I take heart in the thought that all of these expressions that have been commandeered by corporations are still traceable to their source so it is in this spirit that I send you this transmission I hope it's given you some useful information I want to thank you for listening and hope that you have a wonderful and productive working week and month and year Next time on the Minimal Music Podcast, we will talk about the current scene that has derived from minimalism, and we will talk about the future of this music and where it's headed. I look forward to it. Once again, thank you. Du har lyssnat på ljudcirklar från Malmö Live konserthus Minimal Music. Producent var Anna Storåkers, tekniker Nathan Larsson. Ansvarig utgivare är Karin Karlsson. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.